Hey everybody, I want to talk about a product and platform that I absolutely love and our latest sponsor, Interseller, the prospecting and outreach platform of choice for recruiters and sellers. Whether you're doubling down on business development or recruiting talent, Interseller does all the heavy lifting of finding contact data, automating the email and follow-up process, and syncs all that rich data into 20-plus CRM and ATS platforms. Reach out now and get going on a two-week free trial and let them know you heard about it from Adam on the podcast today. Check out the link on the website. Appreciate it. Welcome to the podcast, where we introduce you to incredible humans who share their journeys with the mission to inspire you to harness your own inner tenacity to drive your life and career forward. And now, your host, Adam Posner. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast where I bring you the best and the brightest from the world of business, marketing, and entrepreneurship to help you harness your inner tenacity and drive your career forward. Excited to welcome my guest today, Tara Wells. She is the founder of Ganja Goddess, a premium cannabis brand with statewide delivery service, online shopping, and award-winning products. And prior to the world of weed, she was an executive producer and writer for The Amazing Race on CBS. Great show, which she won an Emmy for. It's pretty cool. And she's an activist for cannabis and including female entrepreneurs and workers in the space. We're going to unpack all that and a lot more. So let's get to it. Tara, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thank you for coming on. So my first question is, where do you keep your Emmy at home? Uh, I actually keep it on in my home office on a shelf just right in back of me. And every, you know, it's funny. Uh, I had some friends over and they, they had a, a, a kid and he was playing ball and he hit the ball onto the Emmy and it popped the little ball on top of the Emmy off. And I was like, oh my no. God, realized, you know what? It's just this statue and I glued it back on. So, you know. It's just, it's just a, just a silly little <laughs> statue now, but, what, but yeah. what it means there. So before we get into your, your, your current career, let's, let's take a quick step back and talk about, um, how'd you get into the world of, of entertainment production? How did that all start? Well, I've always been really interested in uh, entertainment. And so even as a little kid, I used to rally up all the kids in the neighborhood and put on these little shows and make all the parents come. And, you know, we'd dance and sing and do little <laughs> skits. And uh, so I've always really loved that. So uh, I went to school in television and film production and at the University of Miami. And uh, then I moved to Hollywood, uh, like, the minute I graduated, literally the next day. And uh, I started in music videos and uh, did a lot of music videos and concerts. And then um, when reality TV started picking up, you know, a lot of energy and steam, I kind of segued my career into that and did a lot of writing and producing, executive producing. And, uh, you know, that was kind of my trajectory. And you found your way onto the uh, amazing race. What made you make that decision? Was it reaching the pinnacle of, of success uh, that made you say, okay, I'm, I'm ready to make that switch? What was really that impetus, that spark, pun intended, uh, into the world of cannabis? Well, it was kind of uh, multi-pronged. Um, I always, I had never, I was not a big cannabis user at all. I didn't use cannabis at all in my 20s. And uh, I got really... Uh, pretty burned out doing production. Um, but anyway, a friend of mine loved cannabis. He used it every day. He was an editor and, uh, 
and a director himself. And he was, you know, talked to me a lot about how it really helped his creativity. So um, I, I became interested in it. So there was that. Then I also am a really avid gardener. I love to garden, I always have. And so I was sitting on my porch one day and I was with some friends and a friend said, hey, you know, your tomatoes are like growing over the roof. What are you doing? And I said, you know, I just, I just, you know, grow tomatoes well. Got a green thumb. So, <laughs> yeah. And then I, and I decided, hey, you know what, if I'm growing tomatoes, maybe I'll try cannabis because, uh, I, you know, I was interested in both the healing aspect and creativity. Uh, my partner wanted, you know, was really loved cannabis. So, you know, I grew some and it was amazing. And I started making tinctures and brownies. And from there, uh, I went to Burning Man. The first year that I went to Burning Man, I made brownies, pot brownies as my gift because it's a gift economy rather than just a regular, you know, buy things. And uh, of course, in my camp, um, there was a, uh, they, you know, I gave out all my brownies really fast. Everybody wanted more and more. And uh, I was very popular my first year of Burning Man. And in my camp, there was a guy that had a, a dispensary in Los Angeles. And he said, you have to make these brownies for my dispensary. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm really busy. I don't have time. And he said, no, just do it. It'll be an amazing second business for you. And I said, okay. So I did it. And they sold out and I started making more and Look more and more. And then I realized also that, you know, hey, maybe I should take a break from production for a little while because this new business was just going gangbusters. So I did. And uh, it really escalated from there. Uh, I also was very much into the healing aspect of cannabis. Um, I, uh, in my family, there was somebody that had cancer and she uh, used some tincture of mine that I made. Um, she was very resistant. She was in her 80s and um, she, it was Thanksgiving. So she, we all took cannabis with her uh, the morning before the meal. And she really in a way that I had never seen before and was able That's to amazing. eat. She wasn't eating well. So that was really kind of interesting to me that that was an eye opener. So yeah, it's an, it's an eye opener. And so many people who really aren't educated, the first thing they think about is, you know, did, what people think about, you know, smoking weed and getting high, but it's not about that. There's so many incredible medicinal components to it. It's really a, an amazing plant when you break yeah. it down and all the different components of it. And, you know, you think about the CBD craze, you know, right now and all the, I, I'm, a, I'm a very avid, I've been, I've been utilizing CBD for my own regimen for sleep and anxiety for four or five years now. So really thinking about the, the other purposes of it. Um, when you started, what was the regulation like in, in California? Well, when I started, it was all medical. And mm -hmm. so there was a little bit more to navigate to uh, dispense to medical patients. It was only medical cooperatives, actually. So it was a little bit trickier than it is now. Um, as far as, you know, there was simplicity to it, but there was also the law was a little bit vague, but uh, it was very much a patient oriented thing. Right. The thing that I like about cannabis is that it's, it has a lot of different layers. You can use it for pain. You can use it for you know lessening your anxiety. It really helps sleep. But Absolutely. I've always felt that the important thing is to find the right dose for you, for what you want. You can, you know, there's a certain dose that'll make you really happy and creative and get, you know, you see things from a different perspective. It kind of ignites things in your consciousness, I believe, both. And creatively and spiritually. So there's well, of that. Course. 
big. And and understanding the difference between you know a a sativa, right, and an indica. And I think knowing which one works is different benefits. And I always kind of think about if I ever forget, I think sativa like party. It's going to give me energy because I know how that's how I affect on sativa. Uh, and indica, I always think like indica chill. Right. So that's why whenever I'm thinking about cannabis and I explain it to people, I keep it really simple. Um, and it's about finding your mix, finding what you're comfortable with and really thinking about why you're using it and, and the desired effect. Because it's not for everybody. Right? Well, I, I feel like um, at this point in the kind of the way that we've cross pollinated so many strains, there's very, very rare that you run into a straight sativa or a straight indica. Almost everything cross and uh uh it's it's very difficult to get you know you'll have a sativa dominant or or an indica dominant um but most things are a pretty big cross between the two of them uh so that's why i think dosage is important for instance my perfect dose just to be relaxed but not hot too high just like simple relaxation is about two milligrams two and a half milligrams i have people that work for me that they do 20 milligrams and they feel like that's what affects them. I could and not. It's different, to it's different tolerance levels for that, right? It's yeah. different tolerance levels for that desired, desired effect. And the whole edible thing, I'm kind of going off, off course here. I mean, the, the edibles, I mean, to be honest, um, I have friends that really love the edibles and they, they do it. They're five milligrams. They have different dosages and, and it literally takes the edge off. And yeah. I have friends that aren't big drinkers, but they want to be involved socially. And there's different levels of that too. Personally, I, I, I've never had a good relationship with the edibles somehow the way it works with my body. And that's a good example. Like it doesn't, um, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I just don't ingest it. Well, it doesn't integrate into my, uh, my bloodstream the right way with a good effect. That's interesting. I mean, I, I do feel that it is about dosage and, uh, you know, going back to what you mentioned, alcohol versus cannabis. Um, there's a lot of new studies, especially just recently in the last three weeks, some studies have come out that, any amount of alcohol at all destroys your brain matter. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I love wine, but I realized, you know, I really like the effect of cannabis more than alcohol. Alcohol is a depressant. Cannabis is not. Uh, and so we have, for instance, at Ganja Goddess, we have these amazing little drink packets that you can put mm. into soda water. And it's two and a half milligrams, and it tastes like a lemonade, and it's like fantastic. We also have canned things that are higher dosages, but like I carry the packets everywhere, and instead of getting wine, I just get a bottle of soda, you know, flat sparkling water, and I put the little cannabis in, and I'm good to go. And um, I love it. Yeah, it's really nice. I mean, smoking for some people, they like it. It's a very quick. They like the flower. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, but for me, I really like, I like the fact that with edibles, you have, a, it's kind of, you go up real slow, you reach a, a peak and then you come down real slow. When you smoke, it's a much higher, it's gonna hit you. Hit, and it's a much higher, quicker come down. So, so you know, it's, it's different strokes for different folks. So let's talk about building the business. Now, do you, do you, is it, is it fully vertically integrated? Or are you just distributing? Are you working with partners? Are you growing? Tell us a little bit about the business. Well, I have actually done everything in the business. I've grown, I've created products. Uh, we have one of the largest uh, delivery companies in the state of California. Um, and we also have a CBD company that distributes all over the United States, CBD Goddess. Um, Ganja Goddess is for customers only in California at this time. And CBD Goddess, we distribute all over the United States. Um, 
We uh, do not grow currently at all. Uh, we have uh, a partner in um, the Oakland area who is a social equity partner that we support and work with that is a grower. Um, but we handle, you know, we have so many different products. We probably have almost 200 products right now that we carry on our site with lots of different producers. Fantastic. We have tons of different strains of flowers, oils, uh, you know, edibles, topicals. Uh, we really uh, kind of run the gamut. <laughs> it's really incredible to see the growth of it. I want to double back and, and kind of unpack your creative process uh, for, for a minute here. And I read in an interview with Forbes that you said, quote, living by the ocean was a true gift. I got a deep drink of nature and that has fueled my creativity in life. I, I thought it was interesting and it made sense, but I was wondering if you could elaborate a little bit more on, you know, your creative parts and what really inspires you um, creatively and gets your juices flowing, you know, aside from the cannabis. Well, boy, if I had the complete answer to that, then <laughs> you know, I would be a genius. But I think creativity really is just following your own uh, source of joy in a way and what interests you. You know, creativity is you can cultivate it and you can also realize that it's very fleeting. So you have to capture it when it comes and goes. But I really just think that I think personally that we're all very, very, very creative beings and it's trusting what your intuition and your creativity is telling you or what you desire and what you're put on earth to kind of emanate and give to other people and to yourself. It's what satisfies you. Totally. Sometimes it's cooking an amazing meal or designing a beautiful space or creating a movie or writing a book or planning a garden, uh, you know, even, even raising kids is very creative. You know, it's, it's, everything oh, yeah. we do I love is it with creativity, you know, but really what, what motivates me too. I mean, when I was talking about growing up near the ocean, you know, it's a real, the, the ocean is this amazing natural entity on earth that, that makes you feel good. Uh, the air around the ocean is great. The water feels great being in Couldn't the ocean. More. It's just a, it's just a yeah. super beautiful, uh, immersive experience. Oh, totally. I couldn't agree more. I, I've lived next to the water. I mean, and we're literally a stone's throw from, from the Atlantic here in, yeah. in South Shore, Long Island, and I couldn't imagine anywhere else. And um, it's interesting. My During peak COVID, uh, I contracted it, my kids contracted it, and we were okay. And the one place that we could go in the car ride was to the beach before anything was open. And it was just literally a literal breath of fresh air to be out on this empty beach yeah. and and the ocean and the waves and it's just the magical powers here. So we were talking a little bit before we got on the air that one of the things that I love to do on the show is do the look back, right? So in the position that you're in now, in life, in business, when you look back on your early days in the entertainment industry, were a couple of those key lessons that you're only realizing now that you experienced then that have really set you up well for where you're at right now? Well, I think being a producer, uh, in you know the, the entertainment business you have to deal with a lot you juggle a lot of things you're constantly dealing with a lot of different people situations come up that are difficult that you have to handle and make happen like immediately uh you know you're constantly um learning new ways of of, of solving problems and so that definitely has helped me in every area of my life that when somebody says no or you hit a roadblock or there's a disaster which happens 
all the time um, that you instead of being discouraged that you just look at it and say okay what is another way of handling this what how can i solve this problem so it works for me and everybody else involved and i think that has really served me well and that was one of the big skills i learned as a producer is that you know everything is solvable um, you just have to find the key to it you know sometimes that unlock it elusive but you can find yeah. it yeah yeah and, and while, we're, while we're hitting the, the rewind button, um, you talked about entering the cannabis industry in the early 2000s, and there was an undeniable you know, bro culture about it. How, I mean, how did you adapt back then, and, and, and what steps like, have we made to progress out of it? Well, our society is very much a patriarchal society still. And women, as they've taken more roles in business and education and have really gained more money. It's all about money in some right. ways. Um, that has changed. And until there's really an equal balance between men and women, uh, it's always something that we're gonna be struggling with. Uh, so the bro culture is really just our culture of um, leaning towards equality. You know, uh, that's, I mean, it, it's changed because more women have stepped in. That's, and, and in any business where more women step in and it becomes more equal, that whole idea subsides. And, and what are you doing in your, in your organization now to ensure diversity and equality, whether it be uh, we, sex, we religion, a, orientation, any diversity, diversity mindset? Yeah, I mean, our staff just is diverse. We don't have like a policy of we're going to have X amount of women no, and X no amount quotas. of men. No, what we have is um, we try to hire the best person for the job and we really promote from within so you know i i'm obviously more inclined and, and hope you know i like hiring women men every every ethnic ethnic person <laughs> we have you know so many different types of people that work for us so it's a, a real beautiful rainbow of staff um and uh, and that's kind of what we've ended up with you know and and how do you navigate you know we talk about the a lot of people that are familiar with the industry about the gray market and, and people that work in the industry, um, you know, folks that have worked in the in the time when it was illegal or black market and now moving over to the gray market. I mean, how have you had to, to navigate that from an employee perspective or is that not an issue at all? That's really not an issue. Um, I think anybody that was working in the black market or the gray market has transitioned fully into the legal uh, cannabis market uh, in California. I mean, the one problem that we have in cannabis is that it's way overregulated. It's made it way more expensive. Yeah. Cities and towns have, you know, regulated cannabis to be in certain sections. And so then the landlords triple the rent. And oh, yeah, it's a whole district yeah, now. It's kind of a, a snowball effect. Rather than saying, hey, this is this amazing, cool industry that has a lot of potential. Let's support that industry. A lot of regulations have been put in place that are uh, roadblocks for people either starting a business or maintaining a business. Not only are there high taxes, but there's high regulatory fees, and there's a lot of things, uh, hoops that we have to jump through. So that that is something that we definitely have to deal with. As far as employees, we don't we don't have any issues at all. That's Everybody, great. you know, follows the and rules, and you know, we have compliance. We actually have a compliance officer on staff who just makes sure that we follow all the regulations in the different places that we do business. Yeah, it's gotta be a lot to navigate. And, and, and Tara, think about navigating, and pun intended here, we think about delivery. Talk a little bit about the challenge um, of 
I mean that I mean that's like the the holy grail right it's like having getting your getting your cannabis in 10 minutes or less like pizza um, but that had to be uh, bumps in the road and, and difficulties and a total game changer you don't even have to leave your house now yeah I mean and quite frankly, the uh, year of COVID was an amazing year for us because so many people transitioned to ordering online and having it delivered. So that was really great for us. And uh, I mean, we already had the whole system set in place. You know, we were had been doing it for many years, but more and more people were, were ordering online so that they didn't go out and they didn't have to go into and, and so, the public and it's also easy i mean you know you go you go on your computer you look at what you want you put it in your cart and everybody's used to buying on amazon and buying yeah on it's amazon. easy it's second nature so at this point and it's preferred it's a, a pretty easy transi- transition i think for most customers that's fantastic i wish they had that here in uh in, in new york um so would you say that the pandemic well, has been a a good silver lining for business for our business, it has been your business. Definitely. Um, I mean, we had to do a lot of work. You know, we had a lot of COVID protocols within our warehouses and offices that we've had to really maintain standards. And um, I'm really proud that we started them way before the United States had them mandated. Um, when I first heard about what was happening in February of last year, I really got on it. And uh, and so, you know, we were a little bit ahead of the curve in that way. Uh, I mean, it's been difficult for everybody because, you know, some people get sick and you have to, you know, you have to handle things. So it's definitely been uh, good and bad. I think everybody's had that experience. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a mixed bag there. I want to I want to double back to something talking about the evolution of the cannabis industry and especially going from a a bro culture to such a more uh, accepting uh, place right now. So if if you had a, a recent female graduate in front of you right now and she said, I want to get into the cannabis industry, what advice would you give her to be successful? Well, I would say it's just like any other business. Cannabis is no different um, than any business in that you have to learn what is cannabis about? Why are you interested in it? Are you interested in the healing aspect? Are you interested in, you know, there's so many cannabis now just like if you go into any business you have a lot of different aspects of it um so learn everything you can educate yourself uh and you know you you look at where you want to start and just you know work your way up i I think that's kind of it's it's no, no different than any other business other than the fact that it's a great herb and it heals and it's fun and uh there's so much about it right now Interesting you say that. Infancy in the industry. I mean, what, do you, what are your thoughts on, you know, federal regulation, um, legislation to make it nationwide, like recreational acceptable? I think that that's inevitable. Um, most states want the taxation uh, money and the income. And, uh, and as a culture, we're leaning more into the cannabis culture and leaning away from the alcohol culture. Uh, it'll be a slow transition, but I do think it'll happen. I think it'll happen in the next couple of years, actually. I, I, I truly hope so. What's been the greatest innovation in the cannabis space that you've seen from a product perspective? Uh, hmm, innovation. You know, I think... Is it, gr- I is it growing? Is it the, the, the knowledge? The, the products that are available now. I mean, it used to be just smoking a joint. That's how you yeah. had cannabis. The, the fact that. that we have oils and we have topicals and we have... All, every kind of edible, edibles, tinctures, anything. I think all of that is a great innovation that we've had. Um, 
but I would say probably. I mean, I, I think I think that it will continue too. So I I think the various consumption the the options for consumption have really helped with the stigma of cannabis and opening up people's eyes to it who were yeah. traditionally maybe a little bit more standoffish and just thought about, you know, being quote unquote potheads until they right. actually realized that it's not just about recreational smoking, all the benefits of it. And you talked about the story before um, with your 80 year old relative and that that's it right there. That's it right there. How could you help somebody in, you know, the, those later years in life, make it more enjoyable when things hurt, when things break down, when people are sick to take the pain away and live a more enjoyable life. It's natural. It's not hurting anybody like alcohol. It's not big pharma with all these crazy man-made drugs that you're putting into your system. Sorry, yeah, I, I think a rant there. I agree with that. I mean, I, the reality is, is that um, for me and for our company, one of our real mandates is to embrace the normalization of cannabis to make it a part of everybody's lifestyle. Uh, and it, it is it has so many benefits to it that that that's an easy that's an easy win. Um, you know, relaxation in our bodies and in our minds is a, a key to having a good life. And cannabis helps you relax. It doesn't make you violent. It um, it opens up pathways in your neural system so that you're more, you know, integrated in so many ways. So so for me, Everywhere I go, I preach the normalization. Try it. it. You know, the, the worst thing like is that you don't like it. It's like trying chocolate. Maybe you won't <laughs> like it, but most people do like chocolate. Yeah, most people figure that one out pretty quickly. Um, you know, shifting gears, you're, you're in a position of leadership. What has been the biggest challenge for you as you have grown and matured as a people leader, as a business leader? Well, I think it's always challenging to uh, start a business that there was no business there before in this area. Cannabis is so new that it is a new, innovative, groundbreaking uh, culture and business. So, you know, there's a lot, there have been minefields, uh, both oh, yeah. politically and with different cities and states as to how to deal with the regulations to even educate our politicians on the benefits of cannabis for the populace um, and to really work with them so that it doesn't become something that's so taxed that it it kills the golden goose interesting that you say that i mean we could have a whole separate conversation about lobbyists and you know the other industries that are trying to suppress the cannabis industry but that's a conversation um for another time here i want to i want to bring it home and i and i really love to ask you know, this show for me is a masterclass. I get to interview amazing business leaders like yourself, entrepreneurs that have built something. What, Tara, what is the single greatest piece of advice you've ever received that you take action on every single day? It could be a mantra. It could be something when you wake up in the morning, you say to yourself to really keep you focused and going throughout the day. Well, I have several. I mean, the you first share more than one. It's 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 yeah, your show. I, I think it's really important that we, you know, relate. You know, we're all really one. You know, there was a there's a great bunch of research that's come out recently that trees are all connected. Their roots connect to each other and help each other. When one's doing badly, another tree will send energy to to prop that tree up and. I think that people are like that too, that you have to really have an open heart and a heart that is, is really interested in helping others. It's very, very easy to become self-centered. I'm self-centered. So I always have to work on 
being aware of other people and having compassion and having an open heart. So that's, that's a big one. Uh, I think exercise is really important. And I also think sleep is really important. If there's one piece of advice, when things just get difficult, take a nap or go to, bed. go to bed. It's always better the next day. So. Uh, that's, that's, that's fantastic. And what would you say is your superpower? And we're not talking about flying or being invisible, but what is something that you do better than almost anyone on this planet that really makes who you who you are, Tara? I think I have a really optimistic attitude about everything. Uh, I try really hard not to get uh, mired down in the day-to-day. -day. Oh my God, this is everything so difficult. You know, business, if you take the word apart, it's busyness, <laughs> busyness. Great, you're always busy <laughs> when you're dealing with business. But if you can look at the bigger picture and realize, hey, we're on the planet for like a little tiny bit amount of time and have fun with it and enjoy it and right. love the people that you're with, you know? Oh, that's, that's good. And, and last but not least, you know, you look back on your, on your life and you think about those times that were tougher. We all have our struggles in life and you've had yeah. to pull yourself up and harness your own inner tenacity to really pull yourself forward. And on the flip side of that, you look where you are now you built this amazing company, this organization, um, and you want to show gratitude. What keeps you in focus? What is your compass? Tara Wells, what is your North Star? Well, I think probably, you know, love and having people that in my life that I love really strongly and that I can always go back to. Um, I'm a, I, I have a really great family that I have a lot of support from and with, and that's that's... That's super important to me, you know. I love it. Tara, thank you so much for joining me. Hang with me here a yeah. moment. I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for sharing your story and your journey with us. I want everybody to check out uh, goddessdelivers.com, G-O-D-D-E-S-S, delivers.com. And that's only if you're in the state of California, correct, for, or, for or cannabis. Ganjagoddess.com is really our overall website for everything in California and cbdgoddess.com is our um, all of the United States. That's awesome. And where could folks connect with you personally? Where could they find you? Uh, well, if you go to ganjagoddess.com, you can go to info at ganjagoddess.com. And they can find everything there. Tara, yeah. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining me. Hang with me for one moment as I sign off. And everybody who's joining us on the podcast today, if you enjoyed this, leave a review or rating. It goes a long way. Sharing means caring, right? Pass that along. Uh, you can find everything at thepodcast.com. Remember, take care of each other. Look out for one another and catch us next week for another great episode of the podcast. Wisdom is forever, but for us, it's time to go. Thank you for joining us. Luckily, we'll be back with our next episode soon, jam-packed with more incredible humans. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and sharing. To join the conversation, search The podcast on LinkedIn. And to catch up on past episodes and more info, please visit www.thepausecast.com. <laughs>